This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning prop firm, Fidel Crest. Uh, lost a lot of money very quickly to the point where I finally had to pump the brakes and say, am I trading or am I gambling? I was working for uh, Amazon. Uh, I was a warehouse manager. And so, you know, I worked the overnight shift. Uh, and so uh, the Great Britain Pound Japanese Yen is a London session pair. Of course, it moves in New York, but uh, you did, you know, you get the majority of the moves in, in, in Asia and Asia and London session. And so on my days off, because uh, I had a, I worked half the week, was off half the week. You know, I had opportunity to trade, you know, two or three days a week London session uh, because I was naturally awake during the time. Not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. At the end of the day, if you make a hundred thousand dollars, you know, trading the markets, if you don't withdraw it and then you lose eighty thousand tomorrow, you really only made twenty thousand. Like today, I took three entries, took two trades, three entries. So my second trade had two entries. I, I was done after that. Didn't take any more trades. And that's kind of my goal. You know, stick to three entries max, you know, don't trade anymore. Uh, and again, that's if my automated software hasn't already made it go for me. There's days where I wake up okay. and my automated software is already made, you know, 1.2%, you know, like it did on Monday. And I turned off the automated software and I went back to bed. Episode 212. Nathan Williams is joining us today, folks. Now, if you ever wondered what it would take to leave a job at Amazon and make more than that in three hours a day trading or less. In fact, some days he doesn't even trade, but he does trade. You're going to find out how that actually plays out in the show coming up. So stay Stay tuned. We did shoot a video afterwards, which we titled uh, This Guy Automated ICT Concepts and Wins 77% of the Time. You're going to want to watch this and see how he's done it. Now, I hope you're catching me on the live streams. Now, we've got a special offer. If you want to get a 50K funded account from Fidelcrest, there's a way to do it. You need to catch me on the live stream. So if you're not over there trading that channel, hit subscribe, click on all, click on that notifications bell, and you're going to find out when that happens. All right, last but not least, January and February 2023, if you join the Robot Builders Club, I'm going to throw in the Lazy River bot that we built as part of the bootcamp. You'll get the bootcamp as well. All you need to do is email me support at tradingnut.com and say the words Lazy River and we'll lock that in for you. All right, folks, let's hear from my sponsor, Fidelcrest, and get on with the show. Fidelcrest is an award-winning prop firm that funds traders with up to $2 million and offers generous profit splits up to 90%. So one thing that really sets Fidelcrest apart is their no minimum trading days requirement on their challenge and verification stages. On top of that, traders who successfully pass the challenge verification stages are eligible to receive a bonus payout of up to 30k on top of their funded stage profit split payout on performance and be sure to use promo code trading that all one word to get 10% off your next challenge click the link in the description below or the card above to find out more all right, folks, here we are on Trading Nut. We've got Nathan Williams in the house, a 15-year trading veteran who not just uh, trades manually, but he's also done a whole lot of automation stuff as well. So we're going to dive into both of those today. So welcome to the show, Nathan. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, well, look, it's a pleasure to have you on. And I should mention that, yeah, so you were recommended by Elise Amores, who's been on the show and here episode and interview were were absolutely fantastic and people loved it so can't wait to, to hear your story so let's start off with that how did you get into trading and, and how did you get to where you are now it's a long journey uh for me uh you know first of all shout out to Elise you know my favorite mentor of all times she's uh she's the animal on the charts um but my journey for me started 2007 uh right after I graduated college a fraternity brother of mine had a company, uh, told me about it, uh, asked me to invest. It was a pink, uh, pink sheets company, you know, so for those who understand the stock market, you got the pink sheets and the blue sheets, pink, uh, yeah. pink stocks, you know, penny stocks. Yeah. They're more of the, you know, stocks that are anywhere well, from yeah. Wolf of Wall you know, Street. Yeah, exactly. You know, so anything under five dollars is considered a, a penny stock. Uh, and so I invested in that. And from there, you know, uh, 
the curiosity grew, you know, so I started to learn more about other penny stocks, started trading, you know, I started with $100, grew that, uh, you know, 10x. Uh, and then uh, 2008, 2009 happened, and uh, I got out of the market <laughs> and uh, knew I needed to learn a lot more. Uh, from there, you know, continue to start trading some uh, uh, some of the more penny stocks and then you know, the blue chip stocks and the made profits, I would take it to blue chip stocks. Uh, then I saw another fraternity brother of mine um, on Facebook showing that he was making profits trading the actual charts. And for me, uh, dissecting companies and uh, understanding their P&L and, uh, you know, their growth and opportunities, you know, it, it's a little easy to find companies, uh, invest in them and then hold for the long term, you know, for their growth. Uh, but I wanted to master and actually have that uh, experience of day trading and so master the actual charts. And so I joined the company uh, that he uh, he was a part of uh, as a network marketing company. I'm pretty sure most know about it. They were uh, the largest uh, at the time and uh, started to learn you know, the charts. Took me uh, a lot longer uh, to become profitable trading uh, actual charts, you know, in the foreign exchange market. Um, you know, from there, you know, I got to the point where I was profitable, started to teach others. Uh, and then from there, my journey of uh, uh, designing, you know, uh, softwares, you know, became uh, a passion, you know, as I needed to design stuff to make it easier for, you know, the average uh, man or woman to, you know, trade the financial markets, whether it be fully automated or, or semi-automated. Uh, so, you know, I've traded a little bit of everything, you know, uh, penny stocks, blue chip stocks, futures, uh, binary options, stock options, Forex, indexes, cryptocurrency, I mean, you name it. I've traded everything except for bonds. They're just too slow for me. Right. And so, so that, that, um, and you've skipped through some of it fairly quickly, which is, which is good. So we've got the overview, but what we want to hear is, is the detail around that journey where you became profitable. I mean, how did that all happen? It happened, uh, with pain, as I call it. Uh, I'm a very, uh, uh, impatient. I guess it was you know, a little different cycle. You, you, when you come into the foreign exchange realm and people are day trading, you see that people can make a lot of money very quickly, uh, which is what I saw in the very beginning uh, versus, you know, it may take one to six months before I see a substantial gain mm. when I was trading, the, you know, the blue chip stocks or the penny stocks. And so I wanted to have that same success. Um, and um, I learned a lot of things about over leveraging. I learned a lot of things about uh, impatience, uh, drawdown, you know, all the painful aspects of trading. Uh, lost a lot of money very quickly. To the point where I finally had to pump the brakes and say, "Am I trading or am I gambling?" Uh, and then at that point, it came down to, "Let me find myself a mentor because the company was with they weren't really focused on teaching you how to trade. They were more focused on having you recruit and uh, more moving to the company." Uh, and so I went and found myself a mentor uh, who taught a, a simple strategy uh, around the Great Britain pound Japanese yen pair. Uh, and then from there, you know, my trading journey started you know, with learning risk management. Uh, with learning, you know, uh, patience and waiting for the proper entry. Uh, and again, uh, over the years, I've gotten you know more diligent around those aspects. You know, as I am, uh, I've always been an impatient you know individual. So that finding those uh, human tendencies, you know, was also a desire or not a desire, but a a, a reason for designing some of the fully automated you know softwares that I've designed because it takes that human emotion out, mm -hmm. uh, and the software does what it's supposed to do, and not uh, uh, you know how you feel for the day. Now, did you, the, the first mentor you found, was that, I don't know if that was Elise or not, but I mean, did they, were you lucky with that? And, or did you do something different from other people that, that took their mentorship? 
Uh, so my at least with my second mentor, uh, who's giving more more of a mentorship in the in the realm of uh, uh, institutional style trading. Uh, my first mentor, um, he was a he had more of a uh, how do I explain it? More of a, a retail style trading uh, model, um, and only, it only worked. Whereas at the time, he only used it on on GJ, uh, and so from there, it's just a matter of. Uh, sticking with that pair, trading that pair. I, I believe there was a two-year span where I only traded the Great Britain Pound Japanese Yen. But while I was trading it, I was also learning about the Great Britain Pound and all the other all the other uh, GBP pairs, uh, the different strategies, the time-based strategies they have, the breakout strategies they have, just based, you know naturally based off of you know the Great Britain Pound moving during London session. Uh, so that was kind of my journey was honing in on the GBP pairs and learning all I could about them. To help improve, you know, the strategy, you know, that my, my first mentor had taught me. It's interesting because uh, I mean, a lot of people will go to a mentor, and then you know they teach them what what to do, and then they go off and they don't do that, or they they go and try it. They lose the first trade, and they go, "Oh, this thing doesn't work." They don't back test it, all this sort of stuff. What do you think made you different from everyone else who does that? Or goes down that road versus sticking to it and just going, you know, you said you traded it for two years. I mean, what what made you different? Why did you do that? Why did you decide to do that? Uh, I use an analogy. So my, my background is, again, I've got a degree in mathematics, and I used to tutor a lot of individuals, you know, all throughout high school, college, even after college. Uh, and math is a foreign language. And some would say um, that even trading is a foreign language. And with foreign languages, true foreign languages or topics that are hard concepts to, to learn, they take time, so you you know you can't give up on them uh, uh, immediately. You know, for me, uh, I wanted to master it, and so I knew I was going to put in the amount of time necessary, you know, to get as good as possible. Uh, you know, with trading, you know, that strategy that he taught, uh, while also trying to you know improve the strategy by learning as much as I could about the GBP pairs. Um, I've only ever wanted to be two things ever in life. The first was an astronaut, uh, but when I found out you had to go to school for ten years. I said, well, it's not going to be astronaut because I'm only going to do four years of college. <laughs> I'm not doing any more. Uh, the second was work on Wall Street. Uh, luckily for me, I did not get accepted. Uh, really, I didn't even apply to any Ivy League schools to, to get the opportunity to work on Wall Street. But had I had, you know, and, and made that uh, move, I would have been laid off, you know, within six months as I graduated, you know, the end, you know, in 07. And the very next year is when, you know, the, you know, the Great Recession started. So, yeah. um um, that's, that's the journey I've been on is to master the financial markets and you know get as close as to working on Wall Street as possible. Yeah. So that so that was your goals versus I suppose other people that maybe, you know, that they had a career goal and they've done the career now they want to get out of that. So they got a different sort of drivers uh versus what you would your that was one of your goals. That was your career path. Okay, interesting. Now um uh, back on that GJ strategy. So to give yourself the confidence in in making it work and, and making it profitable, did you do much back testing? Uh, a lot of back testing, uh, a lot of demo trading, uh, and then you know at some points you know uh, learn from a mentor that you know even with demo trading, uh, the demo servers that the brokers allow, you know provide are are significantly different and react different with news and things of that nature versus the live servers. Uh, so. Uh, what I would do is, you know, uh, after I've done my back testing, you know, and I've done, you know, some demo testing, I would just put a hundred dollars into an account and I would trade the strategy with the, the lowest lot size available 0.01. Um, and you know, it wasn't about making money at the time. It was making sure that I'm actually, you know, 
trading the strategy live in the environment, you know, that I plan to trade, you know, when I'm ready to actually make some substantial money. And so how did you go progress from that $100 account upwards? And where did that get to before you sort of made a decision like, okay, well, I think I'm ready for something more or how did that happen? Because there was obviously no prop firms back then. Uh, well, they weren't in the, they weren't as easy to get access to as they are at the moment. Correct. Correct. Uh, for me, it was just a matter of uh, uh win loss. You know, once I got my, um, my winning percentage, you know, to 75%, you know, with the strategy, uh, then I, you know, I, I progressed to you know, putting more into the account, you know, put a thousand dollars into the account, you know, uh, and then got to the point where, you know, you lose some, you win some. Uh, I want to say I got with him about six months into my journey. So a year, it was about 18 months once I started, almost probably about 22 months. Uh, so almost two years before I was profitable, uh, even with his strategy. So I was with him for about uh, 16 months uh, before I actually got to the point where I was profitable. You know, again, working a full-time job, so I wasn't 100%, you know, uh, dedicated to it, you know, as I, as I am now a full-time trader. But uh, it took about 16 months to the point where I was, uh, consistent, um, and then after that, you know, put money into the, you know larger amounts of money in the account, and was able to you know start making withdrawals. A little after my two year anniversary of, of trading forex. Okay, and so the the I mean, it's interesting. You had a full time job there. You're doing this as well. I'm not too sure what time zone you're in. How was that compared to the time zone you had to enter the trades? And were there any sort of difficulties around keeping a routine? So that you could enter or do your analysis or whatever you need to do. Yes, yeah, so that was the hard part. You know, at the time I, I was working for uh, Amazon, uh, I was a warehouse manager, and so you know I worked the overnight shift. Uh, and so uh, the Great Britain pound Japanese yen is a London session pair. Of course, it moves in New York, but uh, you did you know you get the majority of the moves in in, in Asia in Asia and London session. And so on my days off because uh, I had a I worked half the week was off half the week. You know, I had opportunity to trade. You know, two or three days a week lending session uh, because I was naturally awake during the time. So yeah, that, that's kind of how my schedule went. No, that's interesting. Yeah, so you actually had a a benefit of working the late night shifts to 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 your trading, which is that's pretty cool. Uh, I suppose you didn't see a lot of daylight though um, during that time, but it could have been quite. <laughs> it was not a lot. Of, you never got a lot of daylight. Oh dear. Um, it seems like there's a lot of sacrifice that goes on with with traders to get to get to that point now uh, so you made that work you were analyzing other gbp pairs and what how they were working and stuff so so what was your sort of next step and why did you and when did you decide that it was the right time to make that shift oh uh, for me that next step was uh you know, just continuing to hone my craft so um i knew there were more pairs than just the great bread pound japanese yen uh, i started to uh explore and learn other strategies you know it, um Went to a couple other new companies, you know, that were in a trading space that I thought were going to be different. Um, learned some things, you know, made some contacts and connections. Um, one connection led me to starting a, a trading group of my own you know, with uh, five other individuals. And so we went out and, and, and built our own community, taught them, you know, how to trade. Um, just, you know, different strategies that we created. Uh, and for me, I, I always, after learning a strategy and then, uh, expounding on that strategy, you know, by learning more other aspects of it, you know, it, it became intriguing to me, you know, with my background in computer science, you know, designing algorithms is something I've, I've done, you know, at the collegiate level and, you know, even high school. Um, and so uh, designing strategies is very similar, uh, you know, as far as the rules, uh, you know, rules of operations, things of that nature, you know, order of operations, everything. So it, uh, I started to tinker around and build more, you know, strategies. Um, 
before and this again this is all before i got to the aspect of you know actually designing full out you know uh, uh fully automated algorithms and, and semi-automated so uh for there is just progression you know uh making new contacts you know uh spending time with like-minded individuals, you know, training together on live calls, moving to other companies, making new, you know, relationships and partnerships, you know, and then just continue to grow from there. So, so what point did you leave full-time employment? Uh, for me, I became a full-time trader 2020. Okay. So it was, it was, it did take you a while from 13 years from when you very first started to, to, right. to, Beginning of started pandemic. So 2016. So it took about uh six years before I was a full-time trader. Right. And so what was the genesis behind uh deciding to go full-time? Um freedom, you know, for me, it's all about time freedom. Uh, you know, the income is income, you know, it's, it's gonna be based on you know what you're able to uh keep, is what I say. I took a lot of time. It's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. Uh at the end of the day, if you make hundred thousand dollars, you know, trading the markets. If you don't withdraw it, and then you lose eight thousand tomorrow, you really only made twenty thousand. So it's about how much you can keep. So that's what it come down to is is uh, mainly time freedom, which time freedom allowed me the opportunity to be in the markets um, a lot more often, you know, and not have to worry about you know sacrificing a night because I have to get up early for work or um, sacrificing this trading session because I have to take the kids to school or whatever the case may be. So with that time freedom, you can kind of make your own schedule uh, around, you know, your life, uh, allowing you that opportunity time, you know, to actually trade and be focused with no distractions. But then also you get the additional time to actually continue to hone your craft, study more, uh, find additional mentors, um, back test more. So becoming full-time just, just made more sense. Uh, and again, I was making more income at the time, you know, from trading, you know, because I had, you know, become a better trader you know over the years mm, yeah so so how was how hard was it to balance that work-life uh trading balance uh you know it sounds like you got kids as well so it's like how did you manage to do that to keep a sort of consistent sort of uh, uh i suppose approach to your trading and also you know it sounds like you're developing software you're creating algorithms that takes time so all of this stuff takes time right so how did you manage to fit it all in what were the key secrets there? Secrets to success. Uh, like you, you, you talked about earlier about you know all, all individuals that trade and become full time traders typically have something to sacrifice. So I sacrificed a lot of sleep. That's pretty what it come down to. I sacrificed sleep. Uh, by the time I became, I was getting on the verge of becoming full time and then started designing software. You know, I was still working, but this time I was working more at the day shift. You know, so uh, managing multiple warehouses across multiple states had a little more freedom, but still had to be able to get on phone calls and meetings throughout the day. So couldn't really trade New York session, couldn't trade London like I wanted to because if I stay up too late, I'm not gonna wanna get up in the morning. Uh, so it really came down to just sacrificing sleep uh, and being able to take naps, micro naps, you know, throughout the day, you know, to keep my energy. Um, and, that's pretty, you know, and, and sacrificing, you know, family time. You know, there, there are times where uh, could not, or did not spend time, you know, eating at the table or, uh, with family or uh, going on this vacation, whatever the case may be, uh, going out to the movies, you know, because I was, you know, at home uh, designing the, either the algorithms or uh, studying or trading. Hmm. And, and what about friends and socializing? How did that sort of get impacted? The same, you know, uh, late nights, hey, we're going to go out, watch, we're going to the bar to watch the football game. You know, I'm not showing up, uh, um, you know, so 
you, you sacrifice a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah. But you, you have to make time for it. You know, one thing in trading, I tell everyone, is you have to have that, uh, we call it work-life balance if you have a job, but trade-life balance is what I call it when you're trading. You have to have that balance. If you consume yourself on the charts, uh, you, know, you get to the point where, you know, you're you're burnt out. Uh, you're seeing things that, you, that are not really there, making mm -hmm. mistakes, becoming frustrated, breaking your rules, you know, all that. So you, know, you have to have that, that balance. So I still kept a good balance, uh, but there were times where I sacrificed, uh, you know, not being able to go out and hang out with the fellas or mm -hmm. go to the movies or go to this event, whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's interesting. It just reminds me of a friend of mine who uh, in the weekend, this weekend just gone gone by. I was caught up with him on Sunday Sunday evening and I said, oh, how was your Saturday night? He goes, oh, I, I went to bed at four o'clock in the morning. Like, what, really? What was that for? He goes, oh, I was playing um, FIFA Championship Manor or so, like some some computer game, like gaming thing. But, but it's the same kind of thing, right? It's like if you get into the trading that much you can probably you know stay up till four o'clock in the morning and and do all this extra stuff that you know so if you're not doing that if you're finding a struggle then maybe that's not you know maybe you haven't got enough commitment to get to the point where you're going to be profitable now uh let's let's look at your trading these days i mean what is talk us through your typical trading day and then we'll go into some stats and stuff like that well as i've learned over the years um you know, my, my trading day is a three-hour window. I only trade uh, a three-hour window uh, per day, uh, whether it be London session or New York session. And if I find a a, a trade during that time frame, I take it. If I don't, I don't. Uh, so it's it's very compact. You know, uh, I spend, um, you know, time on the weekend, you know, reviewing uh, past trades, uh, watching, you know, videos uh, of my mentor, you know, going over past videos, you know, just, you know, Trying to stay on top, back testing, things of that nature. Uh, and then of course, um, throughout the week, I spend time, you know, working on on the algorithms and software, testing, um, coding, things of that nature. So uh, it's kind of my balance. But yeah, trading now, uh three hour window. And if I make, you know, my goal, you know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, because now, you know, my focus is I, I typically trade either GJ in London session or I trade US 30 during New York session. So uh US 30, you can make your goal or hit your goal in a matter of a minute or two. So uh, the days you, you make the goal in a minute or two or 15 minutes, you know, makes for an easy day. Cause at that point you, you know, you turn off the, you know, the laptop or the, the computer here and, and you walk away. And what, what's your sort of view on like trading just one, one market at a time versus like, you know, analyzing a bunch of them and trying to find an entry. Um, when you, at least for me, um, missing trades was the, the consensus when I trade too many, you know, too many markets. Most I'll look at at a time, maybe trade at times two, uh, but for, and they have to really have to play off of each other, you know. Uh, but for the most part, I, I stick to one because it's easy just to focus on one. Uh, when you focus on one, um, just in my opinion, you know, you have the you, you really truly understand that pair. You understand when it moves, why it moves. You understand the timing uh, on a weekly basis. You know, when you really get into the nitty gritty, you know, you understand. You know, I got news at this time frame, so I'm going to make sure I'm on the charts, you know, an hour before, you know, to be, be prepared because, you know, especially with US 30, you know, before the news comes out, it may already start to make its move or it makes its move after the news comes out, whatever the case may be. So focusing on one pair allows you to understand the, in, you know, the tendencies of that pair, uh, the timing of when that pair moves uh, the best, uh, understanding the cycles of that pair, you know, so you just understand, you know, more of that pair, you know, and how it works. Uh, 
therefore allows you to be more successful long-term. Uh, and then you, you, know, you focus on that one pair, you know, one, two trades a day, you either hit your goal, you don't, you know, whereas, you know, when you're trading multiple pairs, you then got to do the math, uh, which is not a problem for me, but uh, trading pairs like US 30, you have to be quick, you know, uh, on the trades because of how volatile the pair is. But with these brokers, you know, AUD, USD versus a GDP, JPY, you know, lot sizes are way different. Profits are you know, way different, you know, based on, you know, contract size and things of that nature. So uh, understanding your risk management and all that, uh, you, you constantly got to change, which could allow you to, you know, to miss out, you know, on, on some pips. So I, simplicity is really what it comes down to. You know, uh, I was in sales for years and, you know, the first thing you learn in sales is keep it simple, stupid, you know? So I try to keep tra trading as simple as possible, uh, you know, because at that point you can, you know, dissect your uh, wins and losses a lot easier. Uh, and again, it's just one pair. You, know, you don't stress yourself out. Mm. Now, now, what about like I'm interested to hear about your. You know, I've hit my targets for the day, and, I, and I'm I'm done. What are your targets? Uh, for me, you know, depending on the day and the volatility, and again, it's something you learn. You know, trading the same pair over and over again, uh, half percent to three percent a day. You know, it's kind of the range. Uh, it's kind of wide, but half percent to three percent is kind of the range uh, for the day. Uh, and is that and, one trade or, or are, you, are you expecting to do that in one trade or are you expecting to do it in multiple trades? Could be one, you know, it could be two. You know, I, I try not to overtrade, you know, uh, I take three trades max a day. Uh, so three entries. Uh, so if I double up on an entry, then, I, you know, like today I took three entries, uh, took two trades, three entries. So my second trade had two entries. I, I was done after that. Didn't take any more trades. Mm. Uh, and that's kind of my goal. You know, stick to three entries max, you know, don't trade anymore. Uh, and again, that's if my automated software hasn't already made a goal for me. There's days where I wake up okay. and my automated software has already made, you know, 1.2%, you know, like it did on Monday. And I turned off the automated software and I went back to bed. And, you know, at that point, the goal has been met. I don't need, yeah. I don't need to do anything. And then, you know, I come back and I'll analyze the chart to see how it played out, you know, so that I continue to stay in tune with that pair. And so the, the reason for you taking two positions on that second trade of the day? Uh, just based on the setup, you know, so you know, I had an entry uh, from the initial uh, entry up the order block, uh, and then it had another pullback because after it cut the order block, it, it created an imbalance. And so after it, you know, went up a few pips, uh, more like 450 pips or so, it had a pullback into the imbalance that was created from that initial uh, push. And so I entered it again, you know, at the 50% uh, of that imbalance that was created after the initial push, uh, and then TP'd at the top. And so, uh, I mean, you mentioned order blocking there and balance. What style of trading are you doing at the moment? So, I obviously have created my style, but I've, I've combined two styles of trading. So, you know, over the years, I've really learned a lot, um, you know, from um, Steve Morrow, his, his teachings on the market maker strategy. Uh, and then, of course, Elise with her institutional style. You know, again, she's traded, you know, at some levels and, and she does some things that I've never seen anybody do before. So, I've kind of combined the style. I call it MIM, which is market institutional maker. So I combine, you know, market making uh, and institutional, you know, together. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, now, uh, what about like if somebody was out there working a day job? What steps would you say for them for them to do, carry out to start growing an account? Uh, first of all, uh, you've got to figure out how to balance your schedule. So depending on what your schedule is, you need to figure out what market you need to be trading so that you can have the time. You know, most individuals, they're trading a, I mean, they're working a nine to five Monday through Friday. Uh, so that takes out a, 
New York session. You know, London session may be too late. You may not have enough time to trade. Uh, so you may look, maybe look at Asia session, which is by the time you get off work. Uh, and so uh, take time to find some pairs that um, move during Asia session, you know, your JPY pairs, um, your AUD pairs, things of that nature. Uh, and then you'll find one or two, concentrate on those, uh, and then continue to hone you know, whatever strategy that it is that you use uh, you know, during that time frame uh, until you get to the point where uh, you know, you're making enough money to you know, offset uh, your job. I know, I know some, some of my uh, uh, mentees, they, the strategy I teach them is if you have the opportunity to go part-time, get to the point where you can make half your income or more in trade, uh, the way you can downsize your job to part-time hours, uh, allowing you to spend more time in the markets to then increase your income to the point where you can actually offset the entire job so that you have the opportunity now to go full-time uh, and the transition is smooth and you're not having to worry about, um, you know, do I have enough income or I have to trade, you know, to make rent this month. You know, you, you put that pressure on yourself, you know, and it typically leads to disaster. Mm, mm, interesting. Now, um, I'm going to sort of dive back into the, uh, I think I forgot to ask about the stats. So what what were the, what's your, what are the stats around your trading look like in terms of win rate, risk to reward, how many trades a week, uh, that kind of thing? So US 30, I target a one to three uh, risk to reward typically, uh, no more than one to one to one point five. So somewhere at one to one five, one to one three. Uh, I've got about a 76%, almost 77% win rate right now throughout the course of the year. Uh, not where I want to be. Uh, definitely wanted to end the year over 80%. Uh, but with that risk to reward, you know, it allows me to be uh, profitable. You know, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's funny that at risk to, I mean, that at win rate is about the same win rate that I have with my automated software. So I think, you know, it's another reason why I'm always aiming to become a better trader because the better I am, you know, the better software that I can design. So, yeah. uh, by right around a 77%, you know, is about my win rate, almost 77%. So not bad. And what would you, uh, what would you do? What would be the reason for you to get out at 1.5 R instead of three on a, in a trade? Uh, so it just depends on the target. Uh, so for me, you know, I target certain areas, you know, whether it be order blocks, you know, uh, ADR levels, you know, Asia high, Asia low, things of that nature. So it depends on where uh, the target that I'm aiming for. Uh, if it's, you know, less than one to one point five. I, don't, I usually don't take the trade. If it's uh, at least one to one point five or higher, then uh, I take the trade. Uh, so it really just depends on the targets. And what time frames are you primarily entering it and then analyzing as well? So I analyze the one hour and the fifteen minute, um, and then I take entries at least on US thirty with the one minute. Um, on GJ, I analyze the hour and the fifteen minute, and I take my entries on the five minute. Interesting. Now let's dive into the automated stuff. So that you you obviously created an algo, and you told me before the show you started off with an indicator uh, that you then sort of progressed even further. I mean, how, how difficult was it for you to? And I'm oh, sorry. First of all, did you met? Were you trying to match the strategy you were trading manually? Uh, no. So the first uh, indicator that I created was uh, a necessity to have a tool for. Uh, anybody that I was teaching to actually be able to see market structure, you know, so I built a tool that had uh, built in uh, supply and demand zones. Uh, it had a shaded area uh, that shows, you know, the best times of the day to, to trade, you know, your New York sessions, your London sessions. So they, you know, you, you want to make it visually pleasing to the eyes, but also make it you know, aware uh, for the, you know, the actual user to understand, hey, I should be trading during this time for London, this time for New York session. 
Um, and then of course, you know, you, you, you teach other strategies with that you, moving average there done to you know, help out with identifying trend. Uh, if the trend was in a buy trend, the candles were green, sell trend, the candles were red. Uh, and so you just, you try to make the, you know, try, I try to make the tool as visually um, effective uh, in helping users identify the trend and best times of the day to trade. And then from there, you know, we added more, you know, added arrows um, to help out with potential entries, you know, um, and then also, you know, talk to them other strategies, you know, as far as price action and things of that nature. And so, so the 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 fully automated version you've got now, which did one point whatever two percent the other day, is that based on the way you trade now, or is it still based on just something completely different? No, so you know, lots of the that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> so the algorithm itself is, is it's called market makers trend. It's based off of one percent market maker. Uh, I have not added. The institutional uh, aspects into it that'll be coming right. next year uh but i have partnered with an individual who has um him and his business partner have designed a uh, an artificial intelligence algorithm that trains uh any algorithm to trade a specific pair uh and okay. so um it definitely has made some changes to the inputs uh you know again my strategy is still there but as far as you know uh some of the uh, the inputs um uh the algorithm changes it because it, you know it can computate you know hundreds of thousands of computations you know per second mm -hmm. uh uses machine learning you know to train the algorithm uh to tweak the settings you know uh, mainly focuses on entries uh and risk you know risk management and trading management um so those are three areas that it mainly focuses on so um market maker is the style uh that the mark the actual strategy trade so it's looking for um its peak formations um and then once it finds that peak formation and it trends in a new direction, it then waits for a pullback to then enter in, uh, in again in that new direction that it has already broken out into. Uh, that's kind of the basics. Is that, uh, so, is that sort of like a, a peak formation you're talking about, like double tops, head and shoulders, that kind of thing, triple tops? Then it goes uh, into a reversal trend or? No, peak formations, you know, as far as revolving around, you know, um, without giving the, the actual, uh, algorithm away. Um, so in Market Maker, uh, Steve Morrow teaches around peak formation low, peak formation highs. Where, for example, uh, the Great Britain pound Japanese yen. You know, a, a, a typical market maker strategy or setup is coming out of uh, London, you know, Asia session. It will have three breaks of structure. And then after the third bigger structure, you'll typically see uh, a W formation. So it might be a double bottom. It might just be a V, might be a triple bottom. And then you see it reverse, you know, into a uh, a buy trend and then vice versa, you know, for a sell trend. Uh, and so that's very similar to what, uh, you know, the software does is looking for, you know, it could be a double bottom, triple bottom, could be quadruple, you know, it could be a, just a V bottom, you know, so yeah. it's looking for, uh, you know, that, that, that actual cycle, you know, that yeah. the, uh, that I learned with. Steve, and and how how uh, difficult was it for you to come up with the the software or get it to to a point where you're, you're happy to run it on a live account? Took over a year for that software. Uh, that was my first automated. Uh, took over a year uh, to to actually get it to the point where it was ready for um, consumer use. You know, so uh, worked well from time to time. You know, there's some months that I had. I think the very first month uh, I actually utilized it. You know, once it was done, and all the bugs were were fixed in the first 
month I actually used it, you know, used it on demo account, just testing it out. I had a um, 30% growth, you know, just trading Forex pairs with drawdown less than 5%, you know, for those, you, you know, it's, so I kind of documented that on my Instagram, uh, kind of went like that for about two more months. Uh, and then it kind of fell off the wayside. So I knew I had some, some things to mm-hmm. focus on, uh, made some changes, uh, some tweaks, then partnered with, you know, the individual I spoke about earlier. And that's when it came to a whole other level, because at that right. point, you know, I got some true technology and machine learning and back testing, uh, some expertise in that aspect. You know, that wasn't my forte, it was designing the algorithm. And so yeah. having that help you know, allowed me to do that. So um, it took about a year before we got to the point where uh, consumers could use it. Yeah. And, and so this this thing runs on across all the pairs versus you just trading one or two. So this will run across like Forex and other things as well. Right now, it only works on indexes. That's the crazy oh, thing. Okay. It, only, yeah. it only trades US 30, uh, NAS 100, and then the German 30 or the, the DAX index. So just indexes right, right now. Next year, we will we'll be adding um, Forex pairs. But as a, you know, we'll, we'll, well, I'm we'll be adding the Forex pairs back. That's, that's what I started with. But we found that uh, just due to the volatility of indexes, uh, you know, catching 1,000 pit moves, you know, you know, US 30, NAS, they do it often where they, they make a peak formation. You know, they make multiple peak formations uh, throughout the day. Uh, you know, depending on what time frame you're on. And so, you know, catching a a retrace of 500 to 1,000 pips, 2,000 pips is not uncommon. So we found the indexes were uh, a lot more profitable uh, with what I had at first because we're only implementing half the strategy of it right now. Yeah. Next year we add the full strategy and then four pairs. Okay, interesting stuff. Now, um, what about like diving back into manual trading? Uh, you talked about having some, you know, the typical mindset issues. I mean, what what do you do these days to make sure you're in the right headspace for jumping on the charts? Uh, so for me, uh, you know, I'm a religious guy, so I'll say a prayer before I, I get on the charts every day. Um, if I'm in a bad mood or, you know, the day started off rough, um, I, I try to stay within trade. Uh, I, I may just take the day off. Uh, or, you know, if the software takes trades, I just let it take its trades, uh, just due to the fact that, you know, I'm not mentally there. I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm thinking about other things. I'm not focused on the chart. So if I don't have a clear mind, I try to stay on the charts. Um, and then the days that I know I have to be on the charts, you know, live trading with students or any type of, uh, you know, training uh, session, you know, I, I just try to, you know, uh, I don't really meditate, you know, but, you know, for me, it's, uh, I either take a nap before because, you know, when I wake up, I have a clear mind or I go for a drive to clear my head. Those are probably two things that I do the most. Mm-hmm. Take a nap before I get on the charts or, yeah. uh, or uh, I go for a drive to go clear my head. Yeah. Going for a drive is probably quite a good one because you sort of do get in that hypnotic state, which I suppose, and if you turn everything off, there's nothing much more to do than just, yeah, so that's actually a very good tip. It's almost like a bit of meditation without having to try and meditate. Uh, right. So, um, what what last question before we jump into the quick fire round here? And I, I know you've you've mentioned your students and you mentioned them before and how you ended up creating the the software just to help your students see what was in your head. I mean, what kind of things uh as an educator at points in your life do you do you see students struggle with? Um, and how have you sort of come up with or we know you built the software, but yeah, what do you sort of say to those guys who haven't got software to 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 fall back on uh to help them what do you say to them to try and get the most out of a mentor yeah sure yeah, so the first thing i say is uh, and my students they'll, they'll laugh when they watch the video is watch the video 
you know, uh, as, as an educator, um, I believe, you know, I, I know that, you know, as humans, I've been educating, you know, in the mathematics realm, you know, for years, you know, since high school. So as, as an educator, as humans, we learn three ways, you know, seeing, hearing, and doing. Uh, and so I, you know, with my course, I have uh, a face-to-face -face chain, you know, actually coaching. Then I have the exact same information in video format. Then I have the exact same information in PDF format. So you now can see, hear, and do, uh, because when you go through my training, uh, you also have to do homework. So, you know, you've got six weeks of seeing, hearing, and doing. And then after that, you get access to the software tools. But by then, you, you shouldn't have to, you, sh you shouldn't need them. Because at that point, you've seen, you hear, you've done it. Then you have access to the actual video recorded course so that you can see and hear again. And then you have access to the PDF. Uh, and then I tell my students as well, just because you've turned in homework to me once, doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing it all the time. You should have a, a, a steady regimen of doing back testing, uh, doing homework assignments yourself. If you don't trade, go back, mark up the charts. Uh, so for those who don't have software to fall back on, you need to be a student of the game, which means you need to constantly be on the charts. Chart time is the only, only way that you're going to get to the point, you know, where you want to get to, whether that's $300 a day, $500 a, a month, you know, just replacing your monthly salary, whatever that, whatever that goal is. You have to have chart time. No one that is successful in this industry, uh, I would imagine, spends less than 10 hours a week on the charts a week. You know, and at that point, if they're doing less than 10 hours, that's because they've already had the many years of yeah. 50 hours a week on the charts. So awesome that's great great advice great advice probably want to rewind that guys and listen to it again um we're going to jump into the quick fire round here so the first question is how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable uh in forex it took uh four years so it, with the uh, stocks it took six months what's your favorite entry setup uh the change of character uh pull back as I call it. So whenever there's a change of character, pull back to either the fair value gap or the order block and then entry for uh, the trade in that new direction. Uh, what strategies do you use to exit or manage trades? Uh, I exit uh, trades at areas of liquidity, uh, at exit trades at areas of uh, or points of interest on the chart, you know, your Asia levels, ADR levels, things of that nature. And do you manage trades at all? Like, do you move your stops to break even or trail them or anything like that? Uh, yes. Uh, what's your recommended trading book or resource? Uh, trading in the Zone uh, is probably the number one book I'd recommend. Um, and resource, if you're a total beginner, uh, may have heard it before, but babypips.com is a great, is a great mm -hmm. platform for teaching the basics. So babypips.com and go to their education. Uh, what's your preferred broker and trading platform? Um, MT4 uh, and MT5. And then my broker I utilize is uh, FXway. Hey folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Uh, and do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Say it again now. Uh, do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? <laughs> My worst ever trade, um, 
second year of trading uh, Forex. I was in a GBP trade um, late at night, was tired, uh, went to sleep with no stop loss. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. So uh, it was a, an account blown because I failed to put a stop loss on. Was uh, Yeah, so I've learned about, a lot about stop losses. Yeah. Now, uh, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Take it serious. Um, and do not focus on someone else's journey or someone else's success now because you, you don't know what they've done to get to the level they're at now. So take the, this as serious as you do your job, uh, as you do teaching your children, you know, whatever the case it is that you take serious in life, take trading as just as serious and don't focus on anybody else's uh, success. Focus on your own and focus on your own journey. Brilliant. Look, before we wrap up, what's the best way for traders to get hold of you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. That's the best way to hold me, uh, find me uh, or get a hold of me there. Uh, at Nate Got The Bag. So N-A-T-E-G-O-T-T-H-E-B-A-G. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Nathan for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with that link, will be in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Nathan in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Righty-ho, folks. There you go. Interview done and dusted with Nathan now. We did shoot a video afterwards, which we titled, uh, This Guy Automated ICT Concepts and Wins 77% of the Time. You're going to want to watch this and see how he's done it. Uh, that is over there on the YouTube channel. A couple of other things while you're there. Remember, we've got the live streams happening uh, over there, and we've got the 50K Fidel Crest Challenge that you can get access to if you jump on those live streams and see what it's all about. Also, we've got the Lazy River Bot in January, February 2023. If you join the Robot Builders Club during those two months, then you'll get that bot that we created as part of the boot camp, as well as the boot camp material as well. So, folks, if you want that, hit support at TradingNut com let me know after you've joined or before you join and we'll get that locked in for you all right folks thanks for watching and we'll see you in the next episode or check one of these ones out here on the video